<laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> okay, cool. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coffin Talkin', where we unravel the mysteries, embrace the peculiar, and find humor in the unconventional world of funerals and death. I'm your host, Holly. I'm here with Frank. How you doing? Hi, good. I'm glad to be here again. Yeah? Yeah. For Are now. you really? Yeah. Yeah, for, for now. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and it seems like the people are getting good feedback, and so... Hopefully the word will start to spread that this is a podcast for everyone. Right. It is a, not only a place to laugh and learn, but also a place to, to be somber as well. When, yeah. When it comes to all things funeral. Yeah, seriously. A good place to reflect on that, a space for it. Yeah. Hopefully people will find comfort and solace in that. Right. I think it's great. Even if they don't keep coming back, <laughs> no, they'll, they'll keep coming back. Yeah, we're glad coming. you're here. Yeah, we are. We actually are, and so we're watching numbers, and it's it's great for the first couple of uh, days that it's been posted. It's been great to have that amount of people starting yeah. to actually find it and take time to listen to it. So thank you. It's yeah, big, it's great. It's a big it's... deal for us. Was, this is our first opportunity to try something like this, and so we're just going to see how it goes. And yeah, we're amateurs, but mm -hmm. we're glad that you're tolerating us enough yeah. to keep listening. I agree with that too. So, yep. But how have you been? <clears throat> Good. I can't complain too much. I haven't had the best of days. But, no. Uh, no. But uh, it's okay. It's been good. It's yeah. I always I always work through it, and. Mm -hmm. uh, you just find new ways of tempering the storm. Yes. Mm -hmm. New ways of coping and mm -hmm. working through it. Correct. Yep. That's true with everything. Mm -hmm. It's dark outside oh and it's only gosh. like, it's only like 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. But. Uh... <laughs> Can I just tell you how much I hate daylight savings time? I knew that would trigger you, Holly. So that's it okay. It makes me angrier than anything. I truly think than anything. What if you were just kept on the regulars on the same time like we are in Arizona? Would you be better off with that? Or would I would. Just, okay. I would be better with that. Okay. And let me tell you why. Because the people in Arizona understand that the farmers, whatever they're doing, they don't need it anymore. They adjust and their so, clock. Yeah, they adjust their clocks. Yeah. And I'm sorry, farmers, but I would love to hear, uh, you know what? If we have any farmers that listen, I would love to hear your thoughts on daylight savings time. If it helps you, I will tolerate it for your sake. But it just makes me furious. Oh, my gosh. Good I don't even you, care that I get extra sleep. It makes me so angry that I don't even appreciate the sleep. Well, let me tell you this. In the fall, when I used to work uh, as a security guard in California, this was the only time I hated daylight savings time because we would have to work an extra hour. 
because oh. you fall back 12 midnight, you get off at 2 a.m. So you at 12 midnight, it falls back to 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. So you oh now work an additional hour. And so, yeah. I didn't but, even think of the people working night shifts. Yeah. That's <gasps> one. That's what I hated most about daylight savings time. But spring ahead, then we lost an hour. So we were already, oh. an, hour, already an hour into our uh, shift. So that was good. So you didn't mind that. But let me tell no. you, would you have rather it just stayed the same? I would. I, I kind of like it here. I don't have to worry about time change. Now when I worry about time change is when if I'm talking to a child, one of my children outside the state, hold it, what time is it there now? And then you know, it's, yeah. oh, gosh, it's too late to call them. God, I just uh -huh. hate that. So anyway, by the time I can call them, they're already in bed or getting ready for bed. Grandkids are already in bed. There's no way of reaching yeah. them. So, Grandkids go to bed at like 4 o'clock Arizona time when they're yeah. in the east, east That's coast. So, yep. Oh, That's my correct. gosh. So annoying. But mm -hmm. I guess we can't do anything about time zones. So I'll save my anger for daylight savings. Thank you. Oh my God. Hate, 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 hate. Hate is such a strong word, Holly. I know. Such a strong word. I know. And I mean it. Okay, great. So I guess that's how my week's been. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of getting right into the episode. But now let's all say it together since we know what time it is. It's time to be frank. Thanks, Holly. Okay, so... Um, it's very interesting. The story that I want to share with you this afternoon is one that um, I only share it because in my 40 plus years, I've never seen it done. And I haven't, mm -hmm. I have never seen it done since. So okay. I, I, the only reason I'm sharing it is because of that reason. And I think because that it's so people, unique. It's unique. And I think it's mm -hmm. important for people to understand that right now, Funerals are being catered to the individual's life. So if if a person liked to ride bikes, for instance, there would be an opportunity to bring in a bicycle and yeah. set, it, set it next to the casket. Right. So that people understood what that person enjoyed doing. If they enjoyed hiking, then I don't know all the equipment, the names of the equipment, but... The hiking uh, can, poles. Yeah, the poles, the, the boots, the, the cleats. Yeah, mm -hmm. whatever they are. And so all of those things can be displayed. So that is something that you need to keep. Just kind of keep that in mind as we as we talk about what this experience brought. And I want you to think of this phrase. Before you go, we have one more stop. Okay. Before you go, we have one more stop. So the story goes like this. We had a extremely busy morning on the morning that I received this phone call. And I didn't know if I, and when the phone call came in, the lady on the opposite end said, is this ABC mortuary? And I said, yes, it is. And she goes, we've just had a death and we'd like you to come and, and bring her into your care. And I said, oh, okay, fine. And I looked at the clock and it was eight o'clock. We had to be on the road for a service by 8.30. And I just mm -hmm. thought, there's no way. There's no and way. It, we had two services going on between 8, where we had to leave between 8 and 9.15. Mm -hmm. So that meant six cars leaving. And we had just the secretary going to be left in the, in the mortuary. And then she said this. 
if it's not too much of an inconvenience, we would like for you to come and, uh, and to our facility between 12 and 1. Oh, sure. Well, that works out well. Yeah, that did work out well. And as soon as I as soon as I heard that, I said, absolutely, we can. We'll be there. So we went on ahead and had our services. Everything was great. And now the facility was about 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour from the mortuary in which I worked. And so I remembered mm -hmm. rushing back. And I thought that I would try and have one of my helpers go to the, the facility to actually bring her into the into our care. And again, again, that's called a first call, right? We've talked about that in the past. Right. But the, uh, I had all the information on the desk and he wasn't feeling well, the guy that I wanted to go. And so I, I just thought, okay, I'll go. And so I grabbed the paper and I, I got into a, a, tr a van and I headed towards this nursing home or assisted, assisted living facility. And as I pulled in, it was a first time I'd ever been there. And it was a very unique style architecture building it almost looked like two. Well, I don't want to go into too much detail because then people in California will know which one I'm talking about. And I'm trying oh. to make this just as plain as possible. Well, you just gave away that it was in California. Well, that's okay. There's tons of them in California. Yeah, but so, no one would have known. Okay, Holly. Thank you so much. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to the story. So, anyways. <laughs> so, anyway. So I walked in and immediately was met by a young lady who told me her name. And it uh, turns out that uh, as we were talking, she and I were in the same nursing class together. Oh, how yeah. random. It's very random. And I said, what? You graduated when? And she told me. And I said, from where? And she told me. And I said, we're in the same class. And to just and quickly divert, you'll have to explain that. Before you were, became a mortician. Yeah, I did work in the nursing uh, field and my specialty was geriatrics, which is the elderly people. And so uh, that's, I, I love going to nursing facilities and that sometimes I'm disgusted by nursing facilities by what I see. When How I'm they're going. treated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, going back to the story, uh, we had a nice little conversation and I said, I'm here to pick up Mrs. So-and-so. Oh my gosh, great. You're right on time. Come with me. So we walked down this long hallway and entered the room. And there's there in this bed um, was Mrs. I'll call her Jones, mm -hmm. Mrs. Jones. And so I put the gurney up alongside and I moved her from the bed position onto the gurney and uh, made sure that she was snug in the blanket or the sheet, which I had with me. And then, tightened her in with the, the seat belts that are on the gurney. Mm -hmm. I, then I placed a little cover over the top of her. And as I was leaving, I leave the gurney in the room, always leave it in the room so I can step back out and sign what paperwork needs to be signed so that she's not out in the hallway. She's just in the yeah. room. Kind of no one knows that she's passed away. And they, Right. Not uh, a spectacle. Correct. So I just go ahead and move her into, leave her in the room, sign my paperwork, then work my way back into the room. And the nurse follows me right behind me. Mm -hmm. Usually I say, thank you. And that's it. They, fine. Okay, fine. I'll go back to my work. You go do what you need to do. But she followed me. And she said, before you go, we have one more stop. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, what in the world is she talking about? So I was just following her. And she said, oh, please bring Mrs jones 
Oh, you all so, have one more stop. Correct. So I went to the head end of the gurney and I just started wheeling her and I was following, following behind this nurse and we opened this double door and uh, we had walked for a little while and I'm, I'm not joking when I say maybe 30, 45 seconds. Uh -huh. we, were, we were walking and finally walked into this door and I was totally taken by surprise because as we walked into the door, it wasn't just a double door. It was a door into their dining area. And that's that, lunchtime. So let me, before we go on with the story, I have to tell you this. When individuals pass away, hospitals don't like to admit that people die in their hospitals. Hmm. Nursing homes don't like to admit that people die in their nursing homes. Right. No, no one likes to admit that death occurs there. So right. when we go to a hospital, we go to the dock area. That's where the morgue is located. That's usually where we go and we bring the, the person out of the hospital where no one sees it. They put covers. Very hidden. Hidden. They have mm -hmm. tables or, or I call them mobility carts that they place individuals on that they actually have them covered. So they no one in the hospital was, I mean, no one's the wiser. If you yeah. didn't know what you were looking at, you wouldn't know what you were looking at. You know what? In fact, once <clears throat> I was um, on a first call with you, and I think we were going to pick up at a dock in the hospital. It must mm -hmm. have been with with Scott. But we were we circled the hospital probably three or four times because we couldn't find the dock. We could not find where we were supposed to go. Yeah, sometimes. They really they, do hide it. Yeah. And so the nursing homes is the same way. They go down the hallway and they close the doors of everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. If you're going to pass by their room, they make sure the doors are closed so that no one sees or hears the gurney. Right. We pass their door. So anyway, that's why I was taken back. I was a little bit surprised because as I walked in there and recognized that I was now in the middle, not in the middle yet, I was still at the fringe of this dining area. Mm -hmm. And this nurse that was with me grab the back of that gurney so i'm on one end she's on the other and now she's physically holding the gurney and she's wheeling it towards the center of this dining area oh my gosh and i'm thinking to myself what in the world are we doing what are we doing here mrs and jones wants one last meal <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's one way of looking at a holly but uh, yeah. it's not the right way <laughs> Just so you know so so here we are, we're stopped in the middle of the dining room and everyone just stops and looks at this. Now me, Mrs. Jones, the nurse, and behind me, I hear someone tap a microphone. Attention residents, we just want you to know that Mrs. Jones has passed away. We would like to take this opportunity to allow anyone that would like to see her before she leaves this facility to do so. Well, that so they very, held an impromptu viewing. Kind of, yes. Not kind of. That's what they did. And right. while while I was sitting there thinking, hold it, what, what is happening here? You know, because it was totally off the rails. It was something that we were, I was never, I would never have guessed that it was going to happen. Right. And so as all of a sudden I hear someone talking or clearing their throat behind me. So I look over my right hand sh or over my right shoulder and I hear this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that's And so as that song is being sung, like I'm thinking to myself, me. 
What in the world am I witnessing here and why in the world aren't more people doing this? Because this is fantastic in the sense that here it makes perfect sense to me. I look in my mind, I look back now and I think to myself, that makes perfect sense because all that is really going to show up at that facility at the viewing or whatever else service they might want to have is just general family. Right. And yet these folks are probably her friends. So as I continue, yeah, as I continued listening to the music, I became very silent. Mm -hmm. And then I became engrossed in what was actually transpiring. As the music ended, individuals continued to follow and come up to the gurney and say things like this. Oh, Mrs. Jones, I'm going to miss playing cards with you. Mm. Oh, Mrs. Jones, you were such a good puzzle put or puzzle builder or something like that. It went putting puzzle pieces together. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mrs. Jones, who's going to comb my hair? Oh. And so you knew that Mrs. Jones was loved by the people that were actually in that care facility. Right. So after everyone had a viewing, everyone that wanted to that came by the, the actual gurney, the administrator then said, is there anyone that would like to say something to the group about Mrs. Jones? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I was on a, I would be very upset if I was in a time crunch right now where I had to make right. sure that the person was picked up, taken back to the mortuary. So if I had a service that I had to go to, luckily for me, I did not. And so uh -huh. I, I was just as calm as could be. And I just continued listening to what was being said and what was being done. And as I, as uh, the service, I'll call it a service, as that service continued, I was just in awe about what I was witnessing and thought to myself, man, if I ran a funeral or if I ran a nursing home, that would be the best way ever to do it. And so anyway, the service finally ended with them raising their cups of water as a final toast to Mrs. Jones. Oh my gosh. And then they said, here, here, we live forever. Oh. And I just thought to myself, holy moly, what is going on in this facility where individuals are now either there of one common belief or are they actually to the point where they're actually interacting with the staff where they're, repetitively being told this life is a stepping stone yeah and that's kind of what i got as we we're leaving and i looked at the the uh, ceo as i was leaving and I, I assumed she was a ceo she was the only one in i mean really dressed nice mm -hmm. um, she was also the one that sang um amazing grace amazing grace so i said to her i said i want you i i want to thank you because for letting me be a part of this, because I've never, I've never experienced anything like this. Mm -hmm. And she says, we always ask individuals to come to our facility between 12 and one when someone passes away. If they pass away in the night, we still wait and ask them to come between 12 mm -hmm. and one. Mm -hmm. Because that's the time when everybody is in the congregating in the dining area where they can say their final goodbyes to the individual that's left or that has passed away. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, that is so, so very nice. And I said, I cannot, you know, having a background of working with geriatrics, I cannot tell you 
what type of respect I actually see these individuals for doing. And she says, do you know why we do it? And I said, no, not really. And she goes, Mrs. Jones, for let's take Mrs. Jones, for example. She has been in our facility for 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Oh, my God. And she said it again, 10 years. And she <gasps> said, do you think she's made any friends here? I said, I heard them. Obviously, I know, I, yeah. I know she did. And she goes, that's why most of these patients will never be able to leave the facility to go see her in another location. So to me, it's important that they have one last opportunity to see them in in their in this environment where they were actually interacting one with another before they leave the facility. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is one of the best examples that I could hear or see of service. Yeah. So when you look at uh, an, in, in, an individual that has actually passed away, what acts of service can you actually offer them? And when people, I'm going to ask you, Holly, what kind of service could you offer someone that's passed away? I think it depends on your role of what you're doing um, after they've passed away. But obviously, I mean, sharing their story, mm -hmm. keeping their memory alive. Mm -hmm. In your position, treating <clears throat> them with care if they come into your care and okay. respect, dignity, mm -hmm. and just... Yeah, gener generally treating them how if they were watching the entire thing, they'd be happy. So from the funeral side, forgetting everything that we've just talked about or that we've shared the story with, on the funeral side, the biggest act of service that anyone can do for a family, in my estimation, is to do someone's hair, mm -hmm. to do their nails, to dress them and just have that hands-on experience with them. And I know that that scares a lot of people or a lot right. of people would say, oh my gosh, don't, don't bring that up because my mom died two years ago and I didn't want anything to do with it. But you know what? There's, there's something comforting. And even if you're in the room and someone else, so for instance, if I've been asked to dress someone, I always invite the family to be in the room when I dress. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because there is a feeling of love, comfort, and of security that's right mm -hmm. there. And there's a little bit of a knowledge that you're blessed with knowing that she's a, he or she in a state of peace. And that goes a long way. And if you don't have that experience, and plus I like it too, because if, for instance, it breaks the ice when a loved one has passed away and you have the opportunity to step into the room to be with them without the commotion of other people. Right. Because and it's you, not about the service anymore. It's not about getting the, the food there, the catering there for uh, the other people that are going to be there. It's just about you and your deceased loved one. Right. And so when you as family have the opportunity to just be there and be with family, either linking arms, hugging each other, laughing, joking, crying. There's something to be said about you as a family being able to be there with her on your own as opposed Absolutely. to someone as opposed to someone pinching your shoulder, you're pinching your elbow saying, "Hi, I'm so and so. I'm so sorry about your mother." Mhm. Mm you want to be focused on the deceased for just a moment. 
Right. And that's, that's the way I always present it to families. And I'll tell you that when families take advantage of the opportunity to actually be with me during a viewing or me be with them while they're dressing, sometimes there's a prayer said. Mm-hmm. It's whatever the family wants, but whatever makes them feel comfortable with regards to the individual and them being in the same room, mm-hmm. that, that is a huge plus. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. about four years and I'd never had gone back to that facility and I don't know really? why. it was the yeah. only one that was the only time I went however I did speak to someone else and said hey do you have you ever been to a removal on that at the facility on such and such and they go oh is that the place where they make you take the individual through the the lunch area and I said yes he goes silliest thing ever I've been to <gasps> and I You're thought kidding. no and that's so that's what I'm thinking when I think to myself so for some and this is a perfect example. For some, you can see value. And there, where there's value, others tend to tarnish it. Right. Or look at it and say, well, that was the silliest thing I've ever been to. But One for me, trash. Yeah. oh, my God. It is another man's treasure. Holly, we're going to talk. I have a story about One Man's Trash. Okay. And so that's a perfect thing inroad for the next, not the next episode, but with a couple. And eventual. Eventually. But I, I was totally shocked when he said, I said, I looked at him and I said, I rather enjoyed it. Right. And he goes, were you in a hurry, Frank? And I said, no. And he goes, well, I was. And I said. <laughs> that would change maybe, your mindset. Maybe sometimes, yeah, maybe sometimes we just need to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I, I think said, in general, we need to slow down. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we just need to continue to look up. And I think I love the phrase look up because with our society, the way we are now with everybody looking down on their phones and you can see it mm-hmm. everywhere. It doesn't matter yeah. where you are. Everyone is looking down. And I think it's sad because it's kind of deprogrammed us from looking up mm-hmm. straight forward and looking, looking into in someone's eye. eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. That's a shame as to what's happened with the, uh, technology today. However, I will say this. Going back, COVID has taught us something. And I'm going to just mention this briefly, because at the beginning, we talked about your, you went to a viewing in person, and to a service in person. And then you said you listened and watched something on Zoom. Now, this Mm -hmm. may make some of you laugh. But when I was in the funeral industry, at the beginning of the funeral industry, there was no such thing as Zoom. There was no such thing as uh, Holly. (laughs) Were you just laughing? <laughs> Excuse so there, me. Holly? <laughs> so there was no such thing as Zoom. There was no such thing as a tele teleconference, at least that I can remember. And I right. just rem- and when COVID Hold on, was there out, such a thing as a phone call? Did that <laughs> exist? <laughs> yes, Holly, it did. So um the one thing that I always have remembered now because of COVID, everyone kept saying to me, is there any way that we can have a, a Zoom meeting? Now, I became very scared because mm. I didn't know what that meant. Right. And, and the other thing that scared me was, oh, well, we can just do it on Facebook Live. So what's a Facebook Ew. Live? What's a Facebook Live? <laughs> See, even now I would I would question it. and. If I have to do a Zoom meeting, which we are set up to do, but if I have to do it, I'd rather pay someone to come in and do it. 
because I don't feel confident enough to run the, the make sure that it's set up. Yeah, sure it's that, running like, correctly. Yeah, if you're the host, you're bringing in the people at the right time, you're muting people and still so they aren't able to speak into, oh my God. Right. It was just, it's too much for me. I just don't, I mean, yeah. I, I can do the Zoom, but I would rather have a family member say, and then when they call me and say, hey, what's the link? What? What do you mean, what's the link? So I don't know. There's supposed to be, yeah, a, I think supposed to be a link that's a, a permanent link, and I, I still don't know what it is. I think maybe that's one oh, of the things where maybe you call you call uh, one of your kids <laughs> and have them do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I could call one of the kids and just yeah. have them say, "Hey, what do you think? Uh, can have you got maybe an can hour?" Is that for me? Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's my story for this week. And I want you to just think next time someone passes away, I just want you to remember there's no limit to what you can do when it comes to a viewing. You may get to, you may get some roadblocks put in front of you mm -hmm. by the funeral director or the funeral counselor. But if you keep pushing, they'll eventually let you do what you want to do. So long as it's not against the law. But right. uh, yeah, and anything you can do to remember the life will be a good thing because that helps everyone when they come to that service and that viewing to understand that, that it's a person. Yeah. This it is a person, person that you're, and I think that's something that I love so much about uh, this story this week is because generally retirement homes are hard places to be in mm -hmm. just because you can get the sense of, I'll say impending doom. I don't know if that's great way to put it but you when know it's never about, a you mean assisted living place retirements are different retirement homes are where you're still able you go out you come and go as you want assisted living locations yes assisted most, living yeah most locations that are assisted living won't you let you leave the building without an escort right right okay. yeah right. it's just a very it's not a great atmosphere to be in and i mean i can only imagine what a person is thinking when their children are checking them into an assistive living community. And so just the fact, I think there's something to be said that as humans, we create communities wherever we go, no matter what the circumstances, where these people still found solace within each other's friendships. And they were still able to have a community despite being in confines, honestly. And then to be able to, share very in intimate moments with people mm -hmm. towards the end of their lives. It's very special. And so just them having that opportunity to share and to express their love and goodbyes to her. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And there, you know, it's, and I didn't mention this, but when the administrator had mentioned that she had passed away, there were gasps. Oh, the no. as though they, they weren't even aware that she had passed. Right. Until that very moment. So you could you could see that in some of the women's faces or you could hear mm -hmm. it just in their comments. <gasps> what? what? That comments. Right. It's, yeah, it was. I thought it was very well done. Mm -hmm. And it taught me something immediately that. Um, you're actually looking out for not the survivor. Funerals are for yes. the living. They're yeah. not for the dead. The person's right. already passed away. The living is what it built uh, benefits from a funeral. It's yeah, not, and you you ask what what service you can do for someone who's deceased. Mm -hmm. I think that extends 
you need to be looking out for the families immediately affected because they are the ones ultimately in need of that service. The deceased is in a better place. Yeah. I'll just yeah. say that, but, but um, yeah, there's, there's a huge loss hole created mm-hmm. from their passing. Hopefully the, I'll say. Yeah. That little ripple effect has started. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that that was fantastic. Um, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening in to another episode of Coffin Talking. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Coffin Talking. But we'll see you next week. Thanks, Holly. Thanks. Thanks, Bye. listeners. Bye.